Welcome to The Daily Chat. I'm your host and creator, Cody Lewis. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a quick kind of a repeat show for the hunters out there and just for story enthusiast, I guess, if you like listening to stories here, my repeat story here of the hunting, my buck that I got this year back in the opening of bow season, my first ever actually bow kill, that's the cool thing, um, and right now that's actually happening in Michigan, and is muzzleloading season, so everybody out there, good luck this season, good luck for muzzleloading, hope you guys get another deer, hope you guys fill your bellies with good back straps and venison. Good evening, everybody. How are you? It's October 3rd, about 7.30 in the evening. Um, reason for late podcast here, guys, is hunting. So yesterday, went out to my grandparents' place, uh, went out to the woods about 10.30 in the morning, and it was a pretty hot morning for the most part. Um, it wasn't comfortable, but it wasn't uh, really uncomfortable. Um, I was sweating, so I mean, walking around, you were sweating. Um, but at first, I was unsure of really where I wanted to go sit. Um, I don't really know where all the newsstands were really at and anything like that with the family. So I just kind of just leaped me on out there, you know, and... Um, Went out towards the west, west side of the woods. Uh, sat out there for a little bit on, on a tree line and just kind of, you know, just sat out there and just experienced the moment for a moment, you know, let, let myself catch up with nature and let everything calm down for a second. And um, decided to get up and wanted to go sit in a stand. So I got up, kind of went back to where I came from and I went back to where I went to the backfield. There's a backfield. Uh, so it's like, Right at the house, there's a field, and then there's a tree line, and then there's a field. And then you have the woods, kind of. Um, so I went to the tree line, and, you know, I go to the backfield. Well, backfield to the corner, where that corner is, is like a 200-yard walk. So uh, I'm walking back there, and um, there's a stand about 15, 20 yards in, 25 yards in from the tree line. Uh, from the edge of the woods there, and the field is corn, and they don't really have a headrow planted. There's a uh, there's a, a drive lane that goes around, so you can drive to the back of the woods and everything like that to get back there. So I'm walking down that, I get to the spot, walk in the woods, and I'm creeping in there. Nothing's really jumping around, so that's good. I'm real quiet. Uh, it was really hard because it was it was a crunchy real crunchy leaves, you know, they were just really falling and some of them have been down there for a minute and they're getting real crunchy. So you got it was really watching your step was the hardest part. You know, I wasn't worried about twigs as much. I was worried about the leaves cuz yeah, trying to dodge those things are hard. Um just <laughs> so sometimes you just try to lose your balance a little bit so you'll have to stutter step or something. Um so who 
get to the stand, you know, I climb up, like sit down, I get everything situated, you know, I put my bow on the holder and everything, and I'm just sitting there, and probably about within a half hour, I think, roughly, either 45 minutes to half hour, I was sitting there, um, you know, I stood up and just kind of looked around, and just kind of got my bearings of what was really going on and around me, you know, after I got in the woods and everything calmed down, I'd be getting up in the stand and everything, because I probably made a little bit of noise getting in there, <laughs> um, so everything's calmed down now, and, you know, squirrels are moving around again, and birds are coming back in, so that's good, um, and I find my shooting lanes, I see where the best spots are at, and I'm looking for runs and stuff like that, you know, and I sit back down, so I'm just kind of resting, and, you know, I'm just got my arms crossed, you know, just kind of resting and just listening and just kind of looking around in front of me, watching the edge of the field, and next thing you know, I hear that, that soft, weird, it's, it's like they poke the leaves, like, it's like a stick, it's like you're walking with four sticks, and you're just poking the leaves, so you're poking like two or three leaves at a time, not like five leaves with like your full foot, so it's a weird, it's a different sound, and you can, sometimes it's subtle, you'll hear it, but you think it's a squirrel, so sometimes you might dismiss it, <clears throat> excuse me, so I kind of just was like, all right, but it was moving too fast to be a squirrel. And the sounds were just too, just that, that, just that weird four pattern sound you can hear when the deer are walking through some, some thick leaves. And, uh, I just happened to say, all right. And I look back to my right cause he's behind me and I seen tan. I says, that's a body. That's not a squirrel. That is a body. And, uh, his head kind of came into sight and I seen antler. I says, that's a buck. I says, we're ready to go. And instincts kicked in at this point. It, it was just kind of a fluid motion. It was a beautiful motion. I don't really recall <laughs> like any mishaps. I didn't think I just went, I moved. I, it was, it was, it was elegant. Honestly, I'm disappointed I didn't capture it on film I wish I would have but I had the equipment I just didn't get set up yet um there wasn't really any place to set up in that tree unfortunately but we'll be ready next time for this but um back to the story it was just an elegant kind of flow he was moving from my rear so it'd be coming from the south and he was kind of moving a little bit north west a little bit kind of a like kind of like a like a at 11 o'clock kind of walking a little bit so he was kind of like broadside away a little bit kind of broadsiding out and away from me and he I, I knew where he was coming and he was going to come to my to my left so I stood up you know and I got positioned with my legs good I felt comfortable and I got my stance and I was you know drew back the bow drew it back nice and just one fluid motion all the way back Got my stance and I waited for him to come into this nice, I had a, like a five foot spread span of clear area to shoot and I uh, waited for that front shoulder and he put that first step forward and I pop, pulled the trigger on the uh, quick release and arrow went in, but uh, the arrow looked high. 
uh, and kind of back a little bit. I'm not too sure if he jumped the arrow from my string being too loud because I have an older bow. I got a PSE, the Beast 4x4. <laughs> She's old if anybody knows the old PSEs from the 90s and early 2000s, so those are pretty old. Uh, that's what I'm using this year. It's my last year with that thing. Um, uh, I missed five before I got this one, so awesome time redeeming itself. It, it came through, so that's awesome. Uh, anyways, back towards the story. So his ass drops, you know, in motion, and off he trudges. But he's he's trudging, he's not running, you know. He's dragging, you know, he's dragging butt just because he's, he's hit, you know, he's injured. And I instantly, I just knew, and I seen blood come out, but it was kind of more like the stomach. It was, but it wasn't low. It was like higher. It was kind of this, um, what I learned is this thing that some hunters call and dubbed the no man's land. It's the area between like the spine and backstrap area right there and where the guts and stuff like that lay. There's like a little bit of like a, a little bit of gap right there just because of the, you know, the belly, obviously. So I shot a little high, but the arrow like hit weird in, in him. So it, it actually kind of like went down in a way and, but like went forward a little bit, but I think that was just cause that's how he was turned away from me and he just went down and like forward a little bit. It was a weirder shot. Um, and I didn't hear him crash, so I knew it was going to be a track. I knew it was going to be having to track him, just just the way the blood looked on him when he was running away. Um, so I waited a couple minutes. <laughs> I was calling everybody because I was super excited, you know. Called the fiance, told her the good news. She was super proud of me, She's and she was an awesome, awesome experience for her. Um, Anyways, uh, so I was calling family, trying to get everybody on the phone. Nobody's answering. Everybody's either doing something or hunting themselves. So nobody's answering the phone and I'm freaking out. You know, adrenaline's going and I'm shaking and stuff. And I'm just super excited. Got to share the news as fast as possible, you know. So so here I am in the tree stand just shaking hands. are just going, you know. I'm like, oh gosh, oh gosh. Because I seen the blood. I knew I hit him. You know what I mean? So there was no doubt in my mind. It was a solid hit, and yeah, I got him. You know what I mean? It was just a matter of time and how where he went. You know, just tracking him and just letting him bleed out for the most part because the shot placement wasn't there. It wasn't really good. So it, it was a matter of just letting him sit for the night. Unfortunately, um, I think we could have got him last night. But uh, we just didn't search far enough, I guess. But we were in the dark. And, I mean, in the dark in the woods with just, you know, hand flashlights. It's very hard to do looking for a deer that could be literally anywhere. Because the blood trail was good in the beginning. That's It was good. Um, my fiancé came out. My, my grandfather came out and helped. Um, kudos and much love and appreciation to my grandfather for coming out. He's in his late 70s and man uh came out and trudged the woods with us and helped spot some and, and hold last position for blood and everything and you know helped us around the woods a little bit with navigating and stuff he did an awesome job out there and much love for him um couldn't have asked for anything better from him 
my fiance, I couldn't have said anything better of either good too, dude. She was a straight up bloodhound. <laughs> she was finding the blood. She she was on track. She was she found all of it, literally almost all of it. I'm give I give ninety percent of the tracking to her completely. So, babe, thank you uh, for helping that, um, helping find the trails. Um, without you, it probably would have been a little bit harder, maybe. <laughs> So thank you again. Um, so we find kind of where blood's starting to get thinned out. Um, and as it's getting thinned out, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, gut shot. Oh, it's not good. You know, if the arrow is still in him, if it didn't come out because we couldn't find the arrow yet. So I'm, I don't know yet. And he's hit some trees. So he might have broke it off or something. We just didn't know. And we couldn't find the broadhead anywhere. So sorry if somebody steps on a broadhead out there in the woods, guys. Uh, but there's broadheads probably out there everywhere in the woods by now. That have been taken over by the land. Honestly. From the amount of hunts we've had <laughs> lost arrows, I think. Um, so anyways... Uh, we get we get to the last blood that we see, and we couldn't really find anything, and it was just a drop. Like, it was just a drop of blood. Like, it just come out of your nose or something, you know? Just a drop of blood on a leaf. So, we marked that and left, and uh, called Calvary. So, props to um, friends, friends and family. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, it's alright. Um... Thank you guys again for coming out. Much love and appreciation to you guys. Uh, you know who you are if you hear this. Um, if not, let them know again. Thank you again, guys. You guys were awesome. Um, we did find more blood uh, when they came out. So, But we found a spot where it kind of looked like it coughed. and Because it was just splattered everywhere. Kind of in just a big... Like a four foot area, like a five foot area, it was just kind of like everywhere. Like he kind of coughed or something. We just couldn't at that. We didn't really know kind of what it was. It was a weird spot. So we kind of fanned out a little bit from there, and we didn't see any blood. We couldn't find anything else for another twenty minutes. So we called it. Called it a night. And we left, and we came out this morning. My fiance and I. Walked back the tr walked back through the blood trail again, just to retrace our path again and get acclimated again with the area and the trail and the track again. And we got to our last blood markers, and we kind of just were like, "All right, let's split off into two different areas and just kind of fan out a little bit." And you know, if he's dead, he's gonna be bloated, so you're gonna see a big, big old belly. And I happened to walk probably <laughs> two minutes. I walked like 10, 15 yards, 20 yards away from our blood, last blood area down this trail going towards a, a tree stand and there he was laying there. So I yelled, you know, hey, oh, we got deer down, deer down. And she goes, yeah, woohoo. So she comes running over and, you know, we're standing there and everything. And he's stinky. Woo, laying out there all night. <laughs> so I give awesome, awesome props to uh, fiance for not hacking up, uh, uh, hacking up her meal. Um, having to deal with that. She helped me drag him out. So that was awesome. And she did an awesome job. This was her first experience 
just around a deer. So, um, her, her, her tail will be coming soon. Um, she's ready to go back out this year and get, get a deer of her own, get a buck of her own if she can, but she's going to be excited to get anything I'm feeling. Um, so we're excited for that. Uh, anyways, back to the story. So, you know, we drag him, drag him out, we get him out of the woods and, you know, he's bloated still. I've never gutted a deer. I'll be brutally honest, people. I've never gutted a deer. I've gotten, let's see, one, two, three, four, four deer before this. So this is my fifth deer and I never gutted any of them. Props and kudos to my uncle for doing those because he could do it in about five minutes. The man... Is a wrecking machine when it comes to field dressing a white-tailed deer. Um, so I just haven't done it yet. So my dad came out and uh, Buddy came with him. So that's cool. I give them thank you. A huge shout out to my dad for helping so much uh, last night and this this morning. Um, thank you again. That was awesome of you and you guys to do all of that for me uh, to help me get this deer in. So we gutted it up and got her in the truck and took her uh, took her up to the uh, processing store. So that's the story. That's that's that that's the best and the most awesome moment I ever could share with you guys. That that moment right there is me at my core. That is who I am. That is that's. It's like my faith, man. It's the outdoors, hunting, being one with nature like that right there. And and uh, just, yeah, being able to provide for your family too is just an awesome feeling, you know, where you can go out to the wilderness and take a creature and use it for a different purpose, um, for a whole greater purpose. It's just an awesome feeling. Um, I have a gigantic goal in life. I would love to have some land one day. I would really love some land one day and uh, just make a, just build a big old plots and <laughs> kind of just manage my own deer. And honestly, I'll, I'll sponsor hunts. I'll have people come out. You can come hunt, you know. Obviously, there is a price. Yes, it's not just free hunting. You know, there is, you know, a, it's not going to be expensive. Like, come on now, people. I'm not going to be rude here. <laughs> I don't know how all of it works yet, but that's a goal. It's a goal and a dream of mine is to kind of just manage and just give give people that experience. Like, it humbles somebody. It's a different experience when you... When you see that deer walking through the woods or walking down the tree line, you know, or out in the field, time moves differently. The world stops. You don't notice anything else except for that deer. You just watch it intentively. It's like a dog watching. It's a cat watching a mouse. It just it's just locked on and nothing else is going to stop it. It's just fluid motion, you know. It's awesome, and I love sharing that with people, and I hope uh, one day uh, I get to share it with all kinds of people, um, new people, 
to the sport and to the experience that's never been to the woods, if that, even let alone hunting, you know, I would love to give those experiences to people. It's an awesome experience. It's very uh, surreal, humbling, and it's it's amazing to just kind of, yeah, I can't explain it any better than that, you know. But I'm signing off here, everyone. This is a great show. I hope you enjoyed this story. I hope you enjoyed me explaining uh, my hunt and uh, my my kill um, as much as I did, honestly. Uh, I hope to have way more stories. Um, and look on my pages for pictures and stuff. There will be some posts uh, you'll be able to see. Me with my dear, me smiling away, cheesing. <laughs> All right, everybody, you have a great night. Um, talk to you tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed listening to that episode just as much as I did making it for you, everybody. Thank you again. I cannot stress it enough. If you haven't done this already, please give me a follow, all right? And then right next to it, you're going to see a little bell icon. Hit that little bell icon because that's going to give you a notification every time one of my episodes comes up. So you won't even have to search for it or anything like that. Thank you to my followers. You guys are awesome. Thank you to my supporters. You guys are making future episodes happen. And guess what? If you want to become a supporter, just tap the link in the description of the episode. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.